These people do use businesses because they love what they do, they have a passion for something and they've injected it into this business. They're not doing it to, you know, kind of make mega bucks. Yes, everyone, welcome back to Breaking Bread, the Birmingham Food Podcast presented by Food Obsessed Mates, Liam Calm, Liam. Just wait for him to yeah. sip his tea. I know, yeah, calm. it's been there for like five minutes. <laughs> First time I pick it up is exactly when I need to speak. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hope you've all been good. Hope you've all been eating loads around Brum. We definitely have. Yeah, spreading that love out there. <laughs> we've got so much on. We've just been chatting about what we've got on for the next like, six weeks. You know what? The next, up till Christmas now, the amount of, I just, like, you know me, I'm trying to lose a bit of weight. I don't see how the fuck that's going to happen before Christmas now. Miracles, mate. Christmas miracles. Know, we're going to yeah. lose weight before Christmas. It's absurd. But now we've got loads coming up and we've done loads as well. Like yeah. we wrote down a list of what to talk about. We had to cross half of it off because we just the whole podcast to be that otherwise. Yeah, but you, I do put all of that kind of stuff on the newsletter that comes out every two weeks. So the yeah. podcast comes out two weeks and then the week that the podcast's not out is the newsletter. So subscribe to that. Yep, that's all you in it, the newsletter. Some fantastic writing. So if you want to read it, have you, a good you read. You say that, I hate it. Dude, it's awesome. Put <laughs> yourself down, man. It's good writing. I was not expecting this, so I'm a little bit lost for them kind of words. Um, uh, but, you can't um, see it, he's crying now. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about something amazing, passionate, uh, and just mind-blowing. I mean, I went on the kind of friends and family night, media yeah, you went night. To the taste tonight, didn't you? you went for a proper Oh, yeah, I went taster. for the full experience at uh, Atelier. Yeah, genius, Rob Woods. Yeah. Oh, it's just crazy. I went and tried the full menu, not, not the full menu, the taster menu of up and down the country. <laughs> you wouldn't remember much if you went for the full menu. <laughs> I think I've, you know what, we've, between the two times I've been now, I think I've tried nearly everything. Yeah. There's not much I haven't tried off this menu. The taster menu is the one where it's like a tour of the UK. Yeah, it used to give you a little map and you can go from the bottom of the country all the way up to the top. Was there a Midlands one in particular? There was actually, yeah. Was Don't ask me what it ah. was. I can't remember it that well. <laughs> This look. is how much we prepare for these intros. I know, yeah, you can tell I've done loads. <laughs> well, to be fair, like, I've just finished breakfast. I was on the whiskey last night, so this is about as good a content as I can This is good, man. This is what people expect us to live this kind of life. Whiskey yeah. for dinner. And, uh... Yeah. Well, just a couple of whiskeys, nothing major. I did jerk chicken kebab, so for some reason in my head, after that, I'm like, yeah, whiskey goes really well after this. <laughs> Take your word for it, mate. But the cocktails, back to the cocktails, they were good. Yeah, yeah. oh, awesome. They were yeah. so good. Like, really impressive stuff. I'm not going to lie, like, we turned up, and it's very Rob, if you know. Like, if anyone that's been to anything he does or knows him, it's very, like, it's 100% Rob. In the best sense of the word, like, no, but stunning, isn't it? Like, everything's just... Like, some of the people I was with, because I was with another couple and my partner, and, you know, the way it started... And they, you could see them looking at each other a bit like, this is not what I was expecting from a cocktail bar. Mm. And like, they looked a bit perplexed. But then the drinks started coming out, and then they were absolutely stunning. And they'd bowled everyone over. The people I was with, they'd never been anywhere like that. Mm. And they were both said, these are some of the best cocktails. They could have picked three of them. 
as the best cocktail they've ever had in their life. It's, it's that sort of good. And it really is. Like, we sat there. We had There wasn't one bad cocktail. There was two that were sort of food-based, which, like, one was like a mini ice cream and one was like an apple sort of granita-type thing. Absolutely amazing. Most of Birmingham probably has tried nothing like that, unless you've been down to London or somewhere. Like. Yeah, you wouldn't have been to anywhere like this. It's proper yeah. unique place. Yeah, really yeah, it's is. Cool. I can't wait to do the podcast with Rob. Like to call it a cocktail bar doesn't seem right somehow because mm. it's more of an experience than anything yeah, else. But yeah, you can go yeah. in there and just order cocktails, and they're phenomenal. Yeah. But it's really somewhere you've got to try. It's really friendly, quite laid back, beautiful inside, and mm. beautiful building. I can't rate. I rate it super high. Like you got to go, and plus the menu's going to change sort of every twelve weeks or something like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's coming on the podcast at some point, so you'll hear all about this anyway. I but can't wait for that. It is going to be about five hours long. It's going to be a long podcast, but I can imagine it's all going to be super interesting because the yeah. way he looks at just drink is, I don't think anyone looks at it the same way. No, brilliant. We're lucky to have him in Birmingham, in fairness. Yeah, we're doing really well. Where else you been, man? We went out the other night, didn't we? We did. We I completely pitch. forgot. Yeah. <laughs> we went to church. Yeah. It's back open. The, yeah, the people yeah. behind Tiger Bites Pig and Tierra Tacos and that have got it now. They've got their hands on the place. They're uh, they're back there, really. Back home. Back in their yeah, spiritual they home. Yeah, started, yeah. Yeah, back in the soul food days. You know, the church was the place. Man. Yeah, I used to eat there a lot, to be honest. Oh, everyone talked Ages about ago. the church. It was really good. But now it's all different. Well, the inside's pretty much the same. Why would you change it? It's well nice. The back room, like, they've got a normal place with a bar menu, Mm. with just, like, snacks that look phenomenal. Not normal snacks, they're, like, proper... Yeah, like, like proper sausage rolls or... I don't know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. It's just proper stuff, you know, your proper cooking involved. And then at the back, there's a nice restaurant, and it's covering that middle ground that we bring up. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, I think it probably comes up in every podcast. I think two things that Birmingham misses is one, obviously, the middle ground, and that entails pubs that aren't chains selling microwave food. We just don't have any of them in the city centre, you know, very few. Proper gastro pubs selling really good food. Harborn, maybe, like the Plough. Near the Um, Plough in Harborn. There's not many other pubs just selling great food. Not in the city centre. I mean, the play's not even city centre, so... No, you've got a suburbs, ain't it? No, no. I think the Queen's, maybe. You know, the um, old Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, yeah, that's changed. And obviously, yeah, Victoria, they do some good stuff as well. But there's not many. No. Really not many. So, yeah, really good to have the church back. Yeah, it's the restaurant at the back. Like, you sit in the restaurant at the back, it's like a completely different place like you've never been. Because I've been the church line, you sit in the bar, that's... That's not far off what it was. I quite like having a separate thing as well. Yeah, you know, sometimes you nice. don't want the boozers around you, like everyone drunk, and sometimes that's all right when you. But we invite to try the food, and we give it a good go, don't we? Tried quite a fair bit. Yeah, three courses each, man. Um, the okay, seafood. Thank you very much. Not many yeah, seafood. Not many seafood. places doing seafood in the city either. So that was good. But they're doing it fresh. Cook. They're taking a big punt on the seafood, aren't they? They're really going for it. They've got good steaks, Dunwood Farm ones. I had the seafood risotto, man. That was. That was so good. Yeah, I was a bit jealous when I seen that. Yeah, see, I was worried about the prawns. I was worried about risotto. And then you, sometimes you get Italian food and prawns and it's got the heads and the... Sh- yeah, you got to dig mind around that. and eat You know, if it's harder. like a starter, you know, if it's a starter of like king prawns and garlic butter, I don't mind that. Mm. You can rip it apart. It's Even now, I don't want to dig around. But when it's mixed dinner. in like risotto or spaghetti or something, you don't want to mess about it. And then 
as a as an added bonus, it turned out they were tempered, which was like, yeah, how do you take it to I another did, yeah. level? You make prawns really good, don't I? Know. Deep it, fry them. It was really good because it added another like texture to it as well, nice crispiness. You know, mm. you got the nice mussels and oh, the, the scallops, unbelievable. Not yeah, the potato wrapped in bar that we're getting a chippy. Proper like, scallops. I thought when I got home, I was like, I had the pork belly. I was like, oh, I should have seen if I could get add the scallops to that. Because pork belly yeah, and scallops is a good yeah, mix, yeah, right? Pork yeah. and scallop is nice. Yeah, that was so But they had the beef tartare start. That was phenomenal. That was a that was a very different beef tartare as well to what I'm used to. I like beef tartare, but do you know what? And I know you're not watching it, so this won't get you like. But Jeffrey Dahmer's put me a bit off uh, steak tartare. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm glad I had it before I started watching it. Yeah, honest. even like you gave me a little bit to try, and it was lovely, but. I mean, nothing. This is no reflection on the church, but no. just after watching that, I think it's like traumatized me in some way for a little while. <laughs> but like the menus change it up. Like the menus change all the time. Like we were there, and she was the lady was like, the, "Well, the, that dish is different. This dish." Oh, is the mackerel was meant yeah. to be um, trout or something. I had yeah, mackerel trout, instead. Yeah, mackerel. mackerel was stunning with the beetroot and horseradish. Who puts horseradish with fish? Like. <laughs> Have you? I've heard of that plenty of times. Beetroot, mackerel, and horseradish. That's pretty standard. Is it? It's, it's a great combo, though. Have it more. The three together amazing. are awesome. Yeah, really good. And then, yeah, pudding. Can't go wrong. Tart yeah, to tan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it looked awesome. It's just modern British pub food, isn't it? Somewhere where you want to go that's nice. I wouldn't even say pub food. It's just British modern restaurant. Mm. Like, but I feel like it should be pub food. Every pub should sell food like this. Yeah, it should just be great food it's just, you know yeah. it's great today's episode is with joe brilliant joe not many people probably know joe but when you say independent birmingham yeah everyone, everyone knows then because he keep, even like himself he keeps in the background doesn't he he's yeah, not one of yeah, these yeah. like this is independent i'm independent birmingham and all this stuff yeah you, yeah like you've probably seen him at the festival walking around notice. you wouldn't know because he, he stands there and queues up for stuff yeah. And I'm in the queue. I'm like, dude, why are you in the queue? This is your <laughs> festival. Surely you, if anyone can walk straight to the front of the queues, it's yourself. But you know, he'll go and stand at the back of the beer queue. Doesn't, he'd be uh, hard him, pushed, I know. I mean, it's all about putting in. It is literally independence first. He wants to put the light on them independent businesses. Not about him. You know, he doesn't want to be the star of this at all. But. No, it's like he's very a background type person. But <laughs> for what he does... It's phenomenal, like, oh, it's the impact he has. The festival, though, mate. How good was the festival? I mean, oh, we had so it, much fun. It's a highlight every year, but this year in particular, the sun was shining for a while. And then yeah, it's still, you've got the rain that seems to happen every year, but... Oh. Yeah, mate, oh, mate I, well, you see me, I was on the bowl. I wasn't just on cocktails, I was on bottles of cocktails. <laughs> it was just the atmosphere as well, Thank you, you know, there's kids, for that. kids and dogs everywhere, and... Everyone's like so happy, enjoying all the independent food. And well, for us, it's like a who's who. Because we walk around, like half our podcast guests are there. Yeah, yeah, all the chefs are there. And... Rather working or just there socially. Yeah, like yeah. it's mad. Like we bumped into so many people. Yeah, lovely, lovely atmosphere, man. Just so nice, and it feels like everyone's stepped up their game. All the traders. Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. right? Some of these people probably never been to my restaurant. I'm gonna step it up now and showcase exactly what we yeah, do. I'm gonna impress them and get them yeah. in. That's that's what it sort of is. Like it is like a festival that you can just enjoy. But for a lot of these places, it's an advertisement. It's mm. like this is our food. Come and try the actual restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Adams, man. Oh, the Adams. The uh, everyone's seen the picture of Adams sub roll with the crazy. See, I was gonna call it a sandwich. <laughs> I mean, like that would be like. I don't know if that'd be doing it at this surface, but. 
But the, not everyone can afford to go to Adams and sit and have a nice meal. But you, you can go to the festival and get a nice taste of what, what they're about, you know. Yeah, Especially you Oyster Club. You probably get that in Oyster Club. But yeah, eat Vietnam, obviously smashing it as usual. <laughs> I tell you what, there's nothing they do that's bad. Not OPM. a thing. Oh, the Meatopia burger ad. That was the best thing I had all day. It was but, so like, tasty. The cheeseburger fries. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> Cheeseburger seasoned fries. It was awesome. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't eat much. I had that. What else did I eat? I think... Oh, I had the wing, the Marmite wings from Eat Vietnam, which if I ever see them on anything ever... You've got to have them. Like, that's what I'm ordering. I had the barbecue place from Terra Tacos. Had to go there. Yeah, that looked good. And obviously coffee from Paws, Rory and Farrah. I tell you what, they had the biggest queue all day. Yeah. They had a bigger queue than the beer. They were ridiculous all day. I turned up, I thought, oh, I'll go and say hello. And then I seen the queue and I was like, oh, I'll give them a minute. Then went back like an hour later and I was like, oh, fucking hell, the queue's bigger. (laughs) And as we were leaving, I was like, oh, I'll go and say goodbye before we go. And there was still a fucking queue. Paws, Adams and Yardbirds just had a queue all day. Yeah, they had the pizza as well. well. Pizza from Baked and Brick, man, that was wicked, that was. Yeah, that was nice. Got, a, I think we got like three or four pizzas. Kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. First thing we do is feed the kids. Yeah. If you go, just make sure you get food for the kids. The first thing you do, you do not want hungry kids waiting around for yeah. stuff. Just go get them pizza. Kids are pretty happy with pizza. I mean, I'm pretty happy with pizza, so. Oh, here is an happy like, pizza. And the it's ba- just a Baked and Brick day. are awesome pizzas as well, so. Such a good day. What, it's fun. It's good fun. Yeah, it's fun. And h- how good independent Birmingham is, and the whole kind of organisation, what they do. And we always, or I always thought, it was only a few years ago when I listened to a, a different podcast with Joe on. I, 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 I just assumed there was an office full of people. Like, yeah, we bring this up Because of how much work they do. You'd assume all these like independents. Six or seven people working. Oh, at least. And then like, you realise it's just Joe and one other person. And his partner, yeah. And you're like, how do you do this? How do you do this? Fair play to him now. I mean, we, I mean we've, we've always admired independent Birmingham. I remember getting my first card as a yeah, birthday present. I remember it and I was like, wow, oh, wicked, you've got a card. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just always loved what he does and how he shines a light on independence. Yeah, he does, he really does. From day one, we've wanted him on the podcast and we finally got it sorted. It took a little while to kind of get sorted, so... Yeah, then after. Yeah. Because we know why, because he's so bleeding busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand why. Yeah. But it did take a lot of work to get a date down. and We were very lucky it. to get an hour with him, like, really lucky. I don't even know, yeah. I don't know how he had that much time, to be honest. Because yeah. this was Such done before the festival man. as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah this was a few weeks before. Absolutely loved the festival. Loved talking to Joe. Hope you really enjoyed this episode. We talk loads about all the independence and hear the story about how he got started plans for the future just hope you all enjoy it if you do please remember to like subscribe on whatever app you are listening to we will really appreciate it it's and you and love it forever love you yes forever. we love you all Joe independent hey. Birmingham how you doing I'm all right, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, good. What, do people think that's your second name, Independent Birmingham? <laughs> yeah, no one can pronounce my, my second name, so it's Independent Birmingham's easier for everyone. <laughs> How's things? Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, intense, busy, uh, but rewarding, awesome. Uh, it's great to finally sit down with you guys. I know it's been uh, difficult trying to <laughs> work out our schedules and things like that, but... Um, 
No, it, it's it, it's good. It's yeah. Well, you're a busy guy. The festival's coming up soon. Yes, the festival. Less than four weeks to go. Um, it's shaping up really amazingly. Um, we've got the best food and drink lineup. I think that. I've ever seen for any, um, an event in Birmingham before. Um, some really incredible independents. Uh, then we've got an outdoor artisan market with 14 market store traders. Uh, you know, live music across the weekend on our main stage, curated by Heron Hound. So it's really kind of awesome bands. And yeah, it's just a really wholesome day uh, or weekend at Aston Hall with your friends and family and loved ones. And yeah, just getting to kind of eat amazing food, drink amazing drinks rock out to live music and uh <laughs> you know there's like between 50 and 60 different independents are kind of supported through the event and it's just really amazing to gather you know thousands of like-minded people together for for this weekend and we only do one event a year and we try and like really make it as special as possible and just make it really fun and inclusive and just a kind of really nice crowd of people just wanting to kind of support local and you know have a great time we will get back onto the festival. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this will probably be going out just a little bit after. But mm-hmm. It's all good. We'll kind of start at the beginning where we always start. Yeah. How did Independent come about? I went to university in Liverpool and I loved going out and all the kind of like independent bars and, and pubs and, and things like that. And that there were dedicated areas there. Like you go down Bold Street and there's like a bunch of them and things. And, and that's just what my friends and I like to do. And I... I I came back to Birmingham after my three years there and was kind of like, I don't know a single independent in this city. And I was like, and if I'm passionate about this, surely there are other people out there who are just as passionate, who also don't know about these places, don't really know where to start looking uh, for them. Because this was almost 10 years ago when I first started. And yeah, at the time that like the independents were really like few and far between they're really tucked out the way down side streets off the beaten path and i started it just as a way to shine a light on these businesses and you know go yeah this they're special they're awesome this is this is what birmingham has to offer and if you don't want to kind of go to these generic chain places maybe you should try these other places instead like it was just laughable and like really like basic and embarrassing at the start like i i, I had like a like a weird website with a cupcake on the top and it was it was pink and it was just like it was just really poor and then i kind of uh yeah i just went out and i just found found these places and i just kind of sat up my uh my laptop like 12 hours a day seven days a week and just kind of made people care i guess it took about a year and a half for it to get traction my background wasn't social media it wasn't writing articles or anything like that it wasn't pr i just kind of taught myself how like these necessary tools that I needed to promote the business but I always knew that I wanted to make the website um, which would have like profiles of the independence so people could search through a directory and database and it would be like a really useful tool for people so irregardless of any other element in the business I, I wanted as comprehensive as possible directory so that people could look through it and go oh you know I, I fancy like some dinner tonight where can I go or like oh I want to go to like a bakery or like you know kind of vintage clothes shop and things but in the back of my mind I always wanted to do to introduce the independent Birmingham membership card which it was back then it was a physical uh card a small kind of credit card sized piece of artwork for your pocket I guess because we had people like Brumhouse create the uh images and things we had different artists for each year create the image on the back and they were really cool and the whole kind of point was to 
get people, you know, out of their houses, off their sofas and into the businesses and things like that. So not only was Independent Birmingham supporting, you know, kind of businesses on social media and online and kind of shouting about them and bring them to people's attention, but through the incentive of like the discount or deal, which, you know, all independent, like all businesses basically offer discounts or deals in-house, whether it's like a happy hour or like a Sunday session or, you know, this or that. But what this is, is we we get them and we kind of host them on our external platform. So it brings like their deal to the attention of our audience through our app and through our website. And it's just all about getting people into these independents, supporting locals, supporting, you know, kind of Birmingham's, you know, kind of independent scene and things. And yeah, it kind of, it started gaining momentum from there. Was there many independents at the beginning though? There were 21 who initially signed up. A few were quite skeptical at the beginning because like discount cards aren't a novel concept but it was quite a novel concept in that it was solely for Birmingham solely for independence so it was quite niche in that regard so it took some convincing for people but as soon as you started getting more independents involved they saw the quality of the independents who were already on it and they went I want to be part of that and then people were like oh wow you you know you can go to this place and get two form cocktails or like two form pizzas or free pina colada and and things like that and you know, kind of more people started buying the cards. And was there one independent in particular who broke the kind of dam? Yes. They're not on it anymore because they changed ownership uh, after the pandemic, but the electric, mm. uh, they were the one. They offered two for one cinema tickets. Mm. And that was, yeah, that was the kind of. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the catalyst. And, and that's kind of. Uh, and then the plow came on, who was still on there. And, and that kind of snowballed uh, from there. But kind of had the ib card for five years i think yeah and we kind of like shifted like fifty thousand of them so like there's a lot of people out there with it supporting local and you know through ib we've, we've kind of encouraged like countless thousands of people to kind of get out there and support businesses uh and spend money in these businesses and you know a lot of people actually just look on the website or look on the app they don't actually like kind of have membership but they go to these places anyway because they've discovered it through IB. It's hard to quantify, but that's why I always wanted to make the independent Birmingham app free to use. Like, obviously, you have to sign up and pay to be a member and get the discounts and deals. But the directory side is free because, you know, I, I want people to go through it and, and be like, oh, yeah, this place is cool. I, I fancy going here. And to me, it doesn't matter if they like kind of pay the membership fee and get the discount or deal or whatever if they just want to go there and they've kind of discovered it through ib then yeah that's wonderful it's all about supporting the city and birmingham's independent scene and things like that and you know kind of getting people excited about all of these amazing uh independents that we love so what is it about independence in particular that you think is so special there's just something about them like you can tell that they've just poured their like hearts and souls into it and they're always just like so individual and just different like you can just tell like if you just go into a chain and it's just like you know you could be in any city across the uk or anything like that but if you if you go into an independent like you know they're, they're quirky they're different but also the high quality a lot of stuff with chains is like either cooked in like you know a central kitchen and shipped out or or this or that but the people who run the independents like pour everything into it and like kind of misconception is that going to an independent means that it's going to be more expensive but it's not often the case to be honest it's just better quality you have a better time kind of surrounded by like-minded individuals and and they just make the area so special like he's we were talking about Sturchley before the start and how 
you know, many incredible independents are opening there and that's attracting more people and then more people are wanting to live in Sturchley because there's so many incredible independents there. So it's just it's just a thing. Like they're just awesome yeah. and it's hard to kind of describe. And let's talk about how that can often be a vicious cycle though, because the area gets popular, prices yeah. go up. There's only certain people can go and live there then. Yeah. And then obviously it becomes on the radar of Costa and Pizza Express. Yeah. It puts them on the radar then because it happened with Mosley. Loads of it stuff did, yeah. in there. It used to be a great little independence place. That's the trouble. And like the independence lead and then the chains follow. That's always been an issue. You see like trends that are kind of started by independence that the chains then try and pick up and capitalize on. And they've got the bigger ad spend and the bigger audiences and things. And they often like bastardize a product to their own ends. And you're like, that's sneaky. Like that's not awesome. And yeah. Yeah, it is obviously frustrating, but it's just kind of a byproduct of, you know, the kind of popularity of the independence. But I think that now, especially after the pandemic, there is such a kind of uplift in support and love for independence. And so many people seek out independence to support local rather than go to a chain that whilst chains do try to cash in on an area becoming cool and like, you know, companies from London or Manchester or Liverpool or Leeds try to like come into the city and open somewhere because they're like oh this place is popular like we'll cash in as well i think that people do kind of have a sense of that and do try to kind of support local homegrown businesses obviously if somewhere's high quality and it comes in it's awesome you know fair play if it's like an independent company and things like that but it's just kind of a, a sad byproduct of like you say independence kind of making an area awesome and then uh chains kind of trying to cash in but <laughs> but it does really hurting like we live in shirley and mm. we'll be i'll be going i'll go into bore and get a coffee which is a great coffee for sure and then there'll be people over the road in costa and i'm just thinking yeah. why are you in costa like you live you clearly live in shirley why are you yeah. in it doesn't make any sense to me as much as like independence at the forefront of people's minds more than ever now it's still more of a niche concept than costa like all of those chains are just so kind of ingrained in society now because people are watching TV and they're seeing the ads, like they're getting blasted with ads on like social media from like all the chains are so well known that a lot of the time people who potentially don't think to seek out independence or just want a kind of quick and easy option just immediately fall back into a comfort zone rather than going, oh, this place looks interesting, I'm going to go try it and then going wow holy shit that's incredible i'm gonna that's my new favorite coffee shop or my new favorite <laughs> bar and things so like i said post pandemic their uplift in support for independence has been like really fantastic and this is kind of so prevalent now but it still is like yeah more of a niche concept than you know people going into nando's and, and tragic places like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah how does it work do you just go up to these people or they come to you to join independent initially um i went around and kind of talked to independence and said this was Ben and Birmingham all about but in all fairness we have a well I get inundated daily it's quite overwhelming thousands of kind of notifications <laughs> hundreds of dms so many emails I try to get back to people as you know quickly as possible but yeah the admin side is very overwhelming when trying to like run the business as well but yeah I get a lot of people um emailing all the time asking to join and things like that which you know kind of makes things easier because I don't have to then like kind of <laughs> yeah. cold, cold email uh people and things but we have there's over 170 independents on the independent Birmingham app now which is great and you know I keep adding more and more and more because I want to make it the most comprehensive database of independents in Birmingham possible I have a new app developer 
which is great uh, because the last one went AWOL and I haven't been able to make <laughs> any updates whatsoever to the app for oh, well man. over a year now. And yeah, it's been giving me some sleepless nights thinking that everything's going to kind of crash overnight, but it's kind of held together and... Yeah, we have the new uh, app developers based in JQ who have a background in e-commerce. So it's a really kind of great relationship. And we're hopefully going to introduce a load of new features like gifting of membership, which was something that was like really great when we had the physical card. And it was like loads of people bought cards for like Christmas presents for loved ones and like universities and offices bought like a loads for their like kind of staff and students and things like that. But we couldn't quite reconcile that with the app but we're working on that now and we're trying to make that possible and we're hopefully going to roll that out later this year because that's something I get asked about almost daily. <laughs> um, that's the first time I first had my first independent card for a present, birthday present. Yeah, yeah given that. the gift of local. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. it. No, it's lovely. I, I kind of... I kind of miss the cards like there's that sense of nostalgia but the like the app is a much better and more complete product and especially when we kind of have these new features that we're planning to in to introduce it's kind of hopefully going to make it a really like essential lifestyle product for people who live and work in Birmingham and yeah I just want it to be as kind of a complete end-to-end user experience as possible so that anyone who has any mild interest in discovering independence like you know like there might be hardcore fans like you guys and kind of you know they're in the know or they might be just kind of dipping their toes in and go oh yeah we want to start like supporting local instead of these chains like where to begin and i just want to create like such a kind of comprehensive and awesome database as possible and yeah kind of take it from there i guess um and obviously the incentive of the discounts and deals is kind of what helps drive people into uh into the independence because yeah there's some really great ones like i say you can get kind of free pina coladas free free coffees and five pound off your your menu or like 10 pound off and uh and things like that there's just like a load of load of different discounts and all unique to each each venue and things like that and it's all just kind of designed to encourage people to get out there and support the local economy and these independents. Is it the venue that come up with what discount they're going to offer? We work on it together because we kind of know what what works and what our audience likes and things. And there's yeah. no point someone kind of just offering basically a token offer just to get on there if then no one ends up using it, if, if you know what I mean. So we kind of, we work together to kind of create the offer that we think will encourage as many people as possible to go out and use it. We're trying to focus on just like yeah, kind of getting as many like kind of amazing businesses on there as possible with some like great offers and things. And just during a time when, you know, people are, are struggling, just try and get as many people going out as possible. And, and hopefully it enables more people to go out if, you know, there's the incentive of a discount or deal. They might have been like, oh, actually, you know, we can't go out this month, but it might incentivize them to go out and spend money in their local businesses and things. So it's quite a, like a mutually beneficial system that we have with the independents and obviously then we have the social media pages and the website and the newsletter that we kind of use to champion them and we have i think it's over 160,000 followers across instagram facebook and twitter we get about 2.5 million reach per month and things so like it's a decent kind of you know kind of reach and following and engagement mm. we have and things It'd and we massive kind of struggle for uh, some of them small independents to try and build that because it's very time social media i know people think it looks easy but it's not it's trying not to build it, it's so it. Oh. yeah <laughs> it's not easy and like especially if your background is not in social media and personally i don't enjoy doing social media but it's one of the most integral parts of 
of my business. So I kind of every evening I'm on there kind of uh, doing it and things and and during the day and stuff, I kind of live on there. And, you know, you see the good and the bad <laughs> in, in people. Um, certain platforms are, are worse than others. But yeah, it, it is a full time job. I, I think people think like, oh, it's just putting out a post. Um, but no, it is very full on. It is a full time job. And when you're trying to do that alongside, you know, you've got all the admin, you're trying to add places, you're trying to run festivals, you're trying to build this app and things. It is very intense and it's intense, like 75, 80 hour weeks every week. But, you know, it's rewarding. And like I said, we've encouraged so many thousands of people to kind of visit independence across the years. And we've we have loads of people who have set up similar platforms across the UK and across the Midlands and things because they've they've come to us and said, oh, we've been inspired by IB. Like we want to set one up in our town and things. And so I've seen quite a few of them um, out and about some local, some some further away and things. And yeah, it's been challenging, but it's been a rewarding nine years so far. So uh, <laughs> is it just the two years? Or? Yes, it is. Yeah. So uh, it's a that's a lot. <laughs> See, I always yeah. assume there was this like big office and team of people <laughs> know, doing yeah. all this stuff. It does people, feel like that sometimes. People <laughs> ask for like the finance department and just kind of sat at the kitchen. <laughs> you do a fake beep. Beep. <laughs> just sat at the kitchen table oh, in my please. dressing gown and just like, yeah, that's not as professional as you think it is. Um, but no, that, that's the thing. And I, I kind of, from the beginning, I didn't plaster my face on it. I didn't go like, this is me, me, me. I kind of was like, this is this is the brand. This is Independent Birmingham. This is what it stands for. And so I think, you know, people can be forgiven for thinking that's a giant, like, company with loads of people behind it. And there are similar companies who have loads of people behind it. And I wish <laughs> I wish we had loads of <laughs> people, but we, we haven't had any outside investment or anything like that. It's been operating on the shoestring for this whole time. And we're just kind of... You know, we've been doing it for the love and the passion. And is that pretty sure? Surely you've had people come and say, like, oh, let us invest in this. And I have people asking to buy it a lot, like, not every week, but there's there's been a fair few and stuff, especially recently. But depending on the week, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it depends. I'm like, oh, it's been a Some tough weeks, week. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Other weeks, get away. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like, I, w- I would never want to pass it on unless I knew someone's going to continue the legacy of it and like mm. make it bigger and better. There's no point someone taking it over and, and just kind of like it kind of petering out. If someone takes it over and they kind of make it even more awesome and they've got a massive team behind it and it's, you know, it's really incredible, then I can, I can live with that. But yeah, I just kind of like, I'm just like, no, thanks. <laughs> it sort of keeps that independent vibe still going because it's ran independently as exactly well, so. that's the thing and yeah yeah it's it's tough but like i said it is rewarding and yeah we're, we're kind of more engaged than ever now and more people are wanting to like discover independence more people are downloading the app more people are visiting the independence as a result and and like i said not everyone uses the membership side of the app they a lot of people just use a free directory and kind of go out and discover places because of that or through our social media or like a newsletter because we talk about new openings quite a lot on our social media as well as kind of championing and shining a light on the the old favorites as well the old guard because <laughs> you know it's not all about the new places and things like no it's uh, easy to forget some of the people that have been doing it the longest exactly yeah and especially in this current climate where it's really tough for independence it's it's kind of good to kind of remind people that you know, like the stalwarts are still there and, uh, you know, they need your support as much as, you know, kind of the new and exciting uh, newcomers to the city and things. But yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I've aged, <laughs> definitely aged. 
you said earlier, like you, you're inundated with emails for people who want to join the card. Mm. How do you vet them or how do you decide like, yeah, well, you can come on board, but sorry, mate, you can't. <laughs> it's really tough, to be honest. Like a lot of it kind of depends on whether they are independents, the first criteria, because you do have some people come and go, oh, can we join in? And you're like, Starbucks, man. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, and things So like we kind of cut it through that. But I mean, like I have a list of about 40 or 50 independents who are currently like interested in joining and then, and then like another list of possibilities and stuff. So like it just takes a while, basically. I, I kind of like vet them for quality and things like that. And like you kind of know people who've been there or you've been there yourself and things and like or they have other businesses and things like that. But basically, like, yeah, if they're just independent and they're awesome, then, yeah, and we can kind of work out you know, a discount or deal that kind of suits the app and things like that, then, then yeah, we kind of go ahead. But it does take a while to kind of work out these things and then do the write-ups and then, you know, kind of get the social media going and the newsletter and things like that. So it's not instantaneous. And when you've got such a long list and you tell people like, oh, yeah, you, you know, we'll come back to you, but there's like about like 30, 40 places currently all going, we want to join <laughs> imminently. They kind of come back to you next week and like, can we join now? And it's like, sorry it's still just you know <laughs> tiny team like we're, we're trying to do it as quickly as possible currently we only have certain areas um on the app we haven't been able to add any new areas because we haven't been able to do anything to the app sadly but we, we're looking to kind of expand to uh encompass a few more areas in birmingham and things like that as well now that we're adding new features but every time we add a new area it just adds like the workload just kind of increases like exponentially and things so it's kind of we have to really go like are there enough like quality like high quality independence in this area to kind of make it possible to to go to this area and like add it to the app because i like to have hubs i like to have it where someone can go with their app and use it in a number of independents in like that area so it's kind of they're not like scattered about and things like that because i always kind of thought if there's one like over here and there's one like you know kind of 20 miles or whatever in this direction or 20 miles might be a bit much i'm, I'm not too i'm not too great on uh, on my geography but yeah i always like to create hubs and and things like that where and like pockets where people can kind of you know go to king's heath and stuff like that and you know there's there's loads on there in king's heath and jq and digberth and so yeah i mean i always just say just have just be patient with me and <laughs> trying really hard <laughs> and things. Um, Tricky question for you. How do you def define a chain or an independent? An independent. Yeah, it's tough. It's a gray area because there are independent companies who have like a number of venues and they have a number of venues across the UK, but they still class themselves as an independent company. I always said that it, I would kind of define it as having fewer than three different branches of the same independent was kind of it but kind of originating from birmingham but then there were places who had like one in bristol and then they came and had one in birmingham and i was like but they're independent as well um and things so i kind of i try and stick to that but then I, you can't be punitive if someone then opens a fourth branch because they're mm. popular and successful and then you can't go you're not independent anymore because they still are independent <laughs> yeah. so i tried to stick to that criteria it is a, it is a gray area and it's a really tough tough question to ask and things like that and some people might not agree with the way i kind of define it but yeah that that's kind of how i've i've always looked at it and if someone is on there and they kind of have three different branches of the same independent and then they open like another one and i can't 
then turn around and it's go. So funny. Yeah, We've had this debate loads and loads. Just shoot him always throws me off because like they're such independent spirits, and yeah. then Shamel just like guru type like legend, and then everything they do is quality. And there's only a few of them, but but where's the cut off? 10, yeah, 20, the... 30 plays. There must be a cut off point somewhere. Yeah. We've had this debate loads. We yeah. can't get an answer. I don't tend to add independence to the app who are companies based outside of Birmingham who have like three or more businesses outside of Birmingham and then come in. So say like Crazy Pedro's and like it's mega popular and stuff. And I'm sure if they came on the app, a lot of people would use the deal um, and things and more people would download it and, you know, kind of sign up for memberships and stuff. But, you know, they have a, a few up north and things already and they've they've come into the custom factory. So that's, they're kind of like a business that I, I wouldn't consider um, just because of that. It's not kind of saying anything about their quality or or anything like that or whether just anything like that it's more just the fact that that's kind of how I've always tried to try to base it and I've tried to keep it kind of as fair as possible in that regard and I'm sure I've annoyed people over the years <laughs> but working on the internet you get you get a thick skin like I just kind of you just have to shrug it off sometimes you can't please everyone like sadly you can't please everyone and you can work really really hard and pour everything into it and work some insane hours and someone will always say what you're doing is shit or you should be talking about this area more or doing this or this or you shouldn't include them or you should include them or what about me and stuff and it you know it's kind of it's tough and I understand like you know businesses are you know they're trying to thrive and stuff like that and people are, are looking out for their business and stuff but i also have to look out for my business that i've built over the last nine years and be protective of the, of the brand that i've created and a lot of people are very protective over the brand themselves and they have a certain idea of what they think independent birmingham is and they're kind of very protective over that so i don't want to kind of start randomly adding in you know a bunch of places that people might not kind of agree are independent and kind of take the integrity away of of what I've kind of stood behind, of what I've tried to create. Yeah, completely. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's tough. But <laughs> that was... how do you cope with like the kind of online shit? Like, oh, it, yeah. is there anything you've learned over time to do? Or I mean, like I've I've always been the kind of person who doesn't really care that much what people like say <laughs> or think about me. Like obviously with like love my loved ones and stuff like that. That's that's different and I care but like I said you're never going to please everyone and it is frustrating how much kind of hate you see online and sometimes you basically see people like bullying other people and and you want to say something but then you're kind of worried about the you know getting trolled yourself or the backlash or things like that and that's what kind of like upsets me the most when I see people like kind of trolling other people or like basically online bullying other people and I kind of really want to say something because that's that's where I I don't like sitting back and like you know kind of witnessing that like I can take it myself like I've just over the years I've you know I've had all sorts and stuff but there, there haven't been like a huge amount of trolls and things but it's it's social media so like you put something out on Twitter and someone will just instantly who's not following you or just do some spam comment or some like shit comment that's like and you're like, this is so irrelevant to like what I've just posted. Like, why? I think uh, half the time it's just to do it as well. They've got no it opinion is, yeah. It. It's just to do it. Yeah, it is. And like, so I've always kind of just not engaged trolls really. Like they, they want the intention. They they want the the platform. And and yeah, I just, I just kind of like, I'm, it sounds really like, yeah, it sounds like kind of offhand, but 
just too busy to care. Like, I'm, <laughs> honestly, like, it's just so kind of full on and busy all the time that I'm just like, I just don't have time for beefs. I don't have time for trolls. Like, if someone has beef with me, like, fine. Like, but I've always tried to be like as nice a person as possible. They say like nice people can't succeed in business. And I'm really trying to kind of buck the trend with that because yeah. I just try and be as kind as possible. And like, I genuinely just... I want people to succeed and I want people to do well. And I'm just like, it makes me happy when I see someone like doing well, like, you know, the Buddha belly gang opening their own restaurant in Sturchley is so wholesome. It's so awesome because I'm just like, they're really nice and lovely people. Like genuinely just like the kindest people. And it's just so nice to see them succeed and do well. And like, that's it. I just, and I've tried to be like, just be as kind as possible and as nice as possible. Obviously like, hope that people are the same to me uh <laughs> yeah not everyone is but the majority of people are nice and i i don't get too many trolls now or anything but the internet's just a dark place isn't it it's a bit of a cesspit if we're well, if we're you, being honest you do the right thing just ignore them is yeah. best because that's what they want is the reaction you know and it's unfortunate that anyone that builds something really good and builds a good following from it that you're just going to attract trolls it's just yeah. the nature and, of the game but... and you're going to split opinion as well and like I understand that and I understand people have their own opinions and if they think IB is shit, fair enough. But like you don't have to like like comment on stuff and go like, oh, this place is shit or like or this or that. Like if I ever see something that I kind of I score past, I'm just like, oh, you know, this is not the best or whatever. I don't say anything. I don't like comment on them and like try and slam a business or like or like a person or whatever. Like and I just kind of think that people just don't have that mindset. I think people just feel that they just have an opinion and the internet has to know their opinion <laughs> and they have to put it out there it sounds like you know like a parent but if you have something nice to say just just don't say it just let yeah. people get on with their lives and try and like you know make the make the best of this world like with all the cost of living stuff and the electricity crisis and all sorts going on like you know it's a bit of a dark place right now so just try and be nice try and kind of yeah stop spreading the hate and just realize everyone's just trying to trying to do their best and you know everyone's just people like everyone has their issues and you never know what someone's going through and you might think you're doing some harmless trolling but you know that might be the kind of catalyst that you know kind of really upsets someone and pushes them over the edge so yeah be nice people it's good advice i mean i don't want to get too negative but also we just can't ignore the fact that the cost of living crisis is yeah. like it's insane I mean, it's scary. Like it's really scary. Yeah. Have and you I been think, speaking to lots of independents and yes, how they're feeling? Yeah, I've spoken to quite a few, and it, yeah, it is really scary, and it's like it's just it's just gone bonk. Like it's just mm. insane. Like it's so kind of worrisome. Like you kind of think that that so many like incredible places are going to be forced to close because you're seeing like their energy bills like quadruple after like a month and then and then they go up again and it's like it's so ridiculously unsustainable and like someone has to step in and just like <laughs> somehow put an end to it like i obviously i'm not the person to ask how how that's done like it's, it's not my area it's of beyond all of us though yeah. it's, there's nothing any of us can do i mean we can all get out and try and support independence as much as we can we can be there yeah. for the, our friends in the industry but ultimately it's there's only the government who can sort yeah. this and that's the thing and like that's like kind of what we touched upon and we, we kind of put this message out the other day that you know we we understand that 
you know, people are struggling to pay the bills, buy food and kind of things like that. And with winter coming, people are going to be struggling to heat their homes and, and things like that. And the energy crisis is crazy. So we understand that for many people, they can't get out there and support local right now. But for those who can and they're able to, yeah, now more than ever, this is when the independents need your support and your help. Because if you cherish your favorite independents, you know, kind of get out there and, and get supporting because... They might not be here in a few months, sadly, because it becomes unviable for them to operate. Even uh, them ones where you're thinking, oh, it's all right, they're busy every weekend. That's yeah. not enough. It's not enough that they're busy every because weekend. Because the margins are so small. That's what people don't kind of really understand, that these people do these businesses because they love what they do. They have a passion for something and they've injected it into this business. They're not doing it to, you know, kind of make mega bucks and, isn't you know, they're not like the kind of Nando's or like whatever with all these like branches and things like that, just raking in the dough. They're like a small, tight-knit business, which, you know, kind of operates on a shoestring and like stuff like the energy bills quadrupling. It That is a massive, massive thing that can seriously impact businesses. And that's, that's a scary thing that can cause a lot of places like really fantastic places to close because it just suddenly becomes overnight, you know, kind of not economically viable for them to exist anymore. I mean, that tweet from Farah, yeah. that, that hit hard, that did. Yeah. I was like, fucking hell. I know, man. that's the thing. That's it, an awesome business. Yeah. Who, I mean, I, I sat there the day it opened and it was like, and Farah's like, we should have moved to King C for a long time ago. Yeah. They were rammed and they're yeah. always rammed and it's doing really, really well. And they've actually sat down and had a meeting to talk about at what point do we have to close the doors? Yeah, and that's no. just heartbreaking. Like. That's the thing. Like, and as you go back to like, yeah, they do it out of love. I mean, Farah's like a trained lawyer. <laughs> she yeah. she could probably make in mega books as a lawyer, <laughs> mm. but she she doesn't want to. She's in love with what she's doing there. And that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Farah and Rory are really, really lovely, genuinely like really kind people. And yeah, it's hard to kind of hear these stories and things and they're not alone that's that's a scary thing and um yeah i mean hopefully someone's paying attention i mean like <laughs> you'd hope the government knows that <laughs> this is an imminent issue that needs dealing with but at, at this stage you just <laughs> you don't really know what's what's going through their minds and uh, and things but yeah it's it's really disheartening to hear and like yeah especially with like just genuinely genuinely like really lovely people who you know have worked like really hard and like you said they they smash it in king's heath they're amazing it's such a great business for king's heath that attracts other businesses to king's heath and then makes more people want to live there make it more awesome and like it's just yeah they're perfect for it and yeah they're amazing people and like and then this happens and like they've just kind of yeah like you said they've just kind of moved to king's heath like they're smashing it found their feet and you're thinking oh wow like yeah we could be able to enjoy this for years to come but yeah we'll kind of i think something has to to change at some some point i just just yeah, there's going to be just mass closures if they don't change yeah something's got to happen the trouble is a knock-on on the economy is going to be staggering because the hospitality industry like you know so many jobs are reliant on the hospitality industry so many people's wages and things like that like, the amount and, of tax they'll lose out on. exactly and like yeah, the knock-on effect will be, like, unbelievably staggering and it's really scary and, like, I really kind of, you know, my heart goes out to all these all these businesses and uh, and things and just everyone at the moment, to be honest. Like, it is a really kind of tough, tough time. But, yeah, I mean, stick together. It's all we can do. Like, support where we can. Um, and if you're able, get out there and kind of support your favourite independents and, 
spread kindness, spread love, because at the moment, you know, kind of people need need kindness, don't they? Because <laughs> what else is there right now? Yeah, that's it. It's free, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you can give that. Yeah. And that's the thing. And like supporting online, if you don't have money to go out, you can support online. You can share businesses. You can encourage your friends to go there. You can leave comments and, and like posts and kind of help boost their engagement and things so they can reach more people. There are free ways that you can support businesses if you currently don't have the money to go out there and support locals. So yeah, don't kind of despair if at the moment you don't have you know, the kind of income to, to go out because you're thinking, you know, I've got to pay my rent and I've got to pay my bills and I've got to pay food and things like that because there are free ways you can support local and then, you know, those who can, you know, get out there and help as much as you can. And there will be some people listening, and not many, because we're always independent. We, we've just naturally fell into the independent mm. route. We just resonated with them more, the yeah. people who ran them. Uh, there will be some people who are like, yeah, but what about Weatherspoons? They've got like 700 pubs. They've got to try and hit. I don't, I'm not sure how true this is or if I've just read it, but I'm sure I read that MMB were going straight to the energy um, to deal direct. So they weren't going for an energy supplier. So they were getting like wholesale mm. prices as, as opposed to like, uh, I, I can't even think of an energy company. I can't even yeah. think of Octopus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Octopus happens to be one of the good ones, but no. instead of having to go through like a third party they can mm. go direct because they're so big yeah and they're going to need so much gas and so much electric that they can go and get wholesale prices whereas like rory and farrah can't do that and yeah. a lot of the independents can't do that yeah that's the thing that's but don't get me wrong i do care about all hospitality businesses but definitely and like that's the thing is people's jobs and livelihoods and things like that like yes you know independent bone is trying to encourage people to to get out and support independence and stuff because you know, supports the local economy and mm. the people living here and the people who make the city interesting and unique. And these are the businesses that are the lifeblood of the city. But yeah, sure, you know, like the, the chains employ people and, you know, kind of lets people live in their houses and mm. pay the bills and things like that. So yeah, it's not just, you know, it's kind of not been like dead the devil, but like it's more <laughs> just kind of encouraging people to yeah, discover yeah. and support local and things like that. Yeah, I don't want to kind of... <laughs> yeah, well, I just know there'll be some people sitting there now listening and going, oh, we have a web at MMB. <laughs> They've got thousands of pubs. They need to hit them. But yeah. you got to appreciate it's harder for independence. Definitely. Like the like, option of going so much harder, yeah. wholesale. Yeah. Uh, and another great way to support independence, this so it didn't sound so much of a cheesy segue in my head, but it's coming across <laughs> this way. But obviously, signing up to Independent Birmingham is a great way to support a variety of independents for only how much is it i can't remember 199 a month 199 a month yeah so that's it and like for that 199 a month you get access to discounts and deals like up to 25 percent off two for ones like freebies like free pina coladas free coffees like free soft serve ice cream at trentina stuff like that at over 170 of the very best independents across birmingham and solihull all for just 199 a month and yeah it's just a perfect way to kind of discover and support independence you know you kind of save a little along the way which is great but then you know kind of means you can go out and support more independence with the with the savings you make and things and <laughs> but and also it enables you to go and support more independence that's exactly what it is the membership allows independent birmingham to exist and it allows us to kind of shine a light on these businesses build our platforms like make the app even better get these businesses out on like our social media pages and our newsletter and kind of champion as many of them as possible and kind of uplift the city and uplift as many kind of indie businesses as possible so we're a vital platform 
for independence and we work really hard at it and we have like a, a very large reach and uh, and things like that and it yeah it kind of supports us in that process so it's not only you know enabling you to go out and discover amazing independence and you know save some money on the way and you know kind of have fun and and things but it also supports this business which subsequently supports independence so it, it's all mutually beneficial and it's um yeah and it's kind of great and i'm really thankful for everyone who kind of has downloaded the app and especially to everyone who's you know kind of paid for ib memberships over the years whether that's ib card or currently with the independent Birmingham app yeah you're helping to keep this platform alive and thank you to everyone who's bought festival uh tickets and has done over the years without you independent Birmingham wouldn't exist so yeah you know (laughs) I'm really thankful for everyone who's kind of engaged with us online and who's kind of supported uh, with the app and everything like that. And, and obviously all the independents who are on the app and the platform and, and things, it's uh, it's really awesome. Yeah, so if you're sitting at home hearing all these sad stories and thinking, how can I help? This is a really good way to help. Yeah, I'm sorry for bummed anyone out. I've sort of tried, nah, to, go, I've tried nah, to be nah. positive, but yeah. <laughs> we've only touched on it. I mean, yeah. you, we could sit here for hours and talk about yeah. it, but no one would listen. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the diehards, probably yeah. just me listening to my own <laughs> podcast all over and over. Uh, you kind of touched on the festival at the beginning and you touched mm-hmm. on it then. How did the festival come about? Just basically wanting to kind of create a physical manifestation of independent Birmingham. Um, like a party, it feels like a party, yeah, just, independent party. Yeah, well, this love... is—it's like the event of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Like oh, it's thanks, one of the biggest kind. things, and it's—it's it's always so much fun. Yeah. We said our only complaint is there's probably too much, <laughs> yeah. too much fun, or just too much on but offer. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. Like I just kind of was like, yeah, I was like, I yeah, I was like, I love going to street food events, and I love food, I love drink and and things, and and kind of at the time there wasn't like a major festival where that was getting like restaurants who don't usually do street food to do street food. And that was the niche that was going like, oh yeah, you know, you can like try this this restaurant, but you might not have tried this place or this place. We're going to get all of your favorite independents who don't usually do street food. And we're going to put them in an iconic location and we're going to get some amazing cocktail bars, craft beer, wine, and like everything in between. And then, you know, kind of, it's not just about food and drink. It's about, you know, indie creatives and retailers, like artists, designers, makers, bakers. And yeah, we kind of get a bunch of the city's finest and we kind of host a little artisan market as well. And Birmingham loves music. So we get a big <laughs> old main stage and we kind of get the legends that are Hare and Hounds, uh, who are great, just great people, by the way. And yeah, I get them to create a really awesome lineup for us. And yeah, the first one was really tough, like, my background's not events at all. I mean, like, my background's none of this. It, it was law. I did That's what I did at uni. And then I was like, I don't want to be a lawyer. So I was like, I don't want to work long hours or weekends. And now I work long hours and weekends. So uh, <laughs> um, it was a really steep learning curve. Yeah, I was kind of like, holy shit. But it was really great. And we had such a great turnout for the first one. Then we just kind of made them bigger and better. And then we kind of we looked for a bigger venue and Aston Hall was just perfect. So iconic. It's like Jacobean Manor. It's grade one listed and it's just beautiful. And there's like different areas and things like that. And yeah, we've got 18 of the very best restaurants uh, doing pop-ups there from Adams, Smoke, Eat Vietnam, Bonehead, Shikana, like Milk Cake Man doing their epic soft serve. We've got Paws, obviously, Far and Rory there. Just so many places. And then we've got nine bars. So 
three craft beer breweries, three cocktail bars, and two wine bars, plus one coffee bar. That is nine, isn't it? Yeah, sure. We'll move on. And then, uh, <laughs> no one check. Yeah, no one check my maths. And then, um, yeah, 14 kind of artisan market stores. And, and just, yeah, they're just like really like, they're just lovely events. It, it's just great seeing people gather together and having a really nice time and just enjoying amazing food and drink. And like my favorite part of all of it is not set up. It's brutal. It's horrible. Is when... <laughs> I hear people or see people like comment online saying, I hadn't tried this place before, but I love them. I'm going to go and be a regular now. And then they go and they, you know, it becomes one of their regulars and things. And and that's what it's all about. It's about kind of bringing so many fantastic independents together, not only just having a like a really fun party and celebration of Birmingham's independent scene, but we do so much social media around it. And uh, the independents love that as well. Like part, I kind of feel like part of the reason they want to like join in is because we're just, we blast it out online so much and so many play- people are like, oh, I've not been to this place, but now I'm going to go back and introduce their friends and family to them and things. And and yeah, it's just great seeing like these restaurants who don't usually do uh, street food to kind of create really cool uh, dishes and things like that. And Yeah, that's the aspect I never really thought of so much. Was, if you haven't tried Adams, now yeah. you can try it at a, at a very reasonable rate at a festival and see what you think. Exactly. And that's the thing. And we try to like you know, kind of gather independence from across the suburbs and the city centre and things like that and just created like just the very best lineups we can. Obviously, we're limited on space, so we can only have so many places. I mean, we've got like 27 traders, so that's that's a lot. But like, they are lovely events and we only do one a year because they take a lot of effort and, and planning and things like that. But yeah, we always get a really, really amazing turnout and it's just like a really nice crowd and people just go there and just, eat lots of food and, and drink lots of amazing drinks and just dance to live music and stuff. And um, yeah, the market traders all kind of do really well there, which is really nice as, as well, because a lot of them like, you know, kind of go from market to market and things like that. And that's how they kind of, one of the ways they get their kind of products out to people and things as well as online. So it's nice to support that aspect as, as well. Um, and yeah, we just try and make them as inclusive and kind of, fun as possible yeah kind of ticket entry is as reasonable as uh possible and things we haven't increased that despite the fact that everything's increased so horrifically and dramatically uh <laughs> over this last year because we just want to get as many people down there as possible and you know it's they're expensive to put on and they're, and they're really tough and things and that's kind of why we're gonna do one a year but yeah they're just really fun and the independents love being involved and uh and things and yeah, I just see it as like this physical manifestation of the brand. And I just love gathering them all together. And it's just like, it is wholesome and it's, it is cool. So if you haven't been before there, well, it's, actually, this is going up. It's going after, after the festival. So it, is it on? Yeah, not a chance. You all had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, happy new year. <laughs> well, it's good for kids. I walked to my it daughter is, yeah. last time and she had a great day. Yeah. Family friendly. Family, this yeah. time. family friendly. That's the thing. We want to kind of make them as just as inclusive as possible. And, you know, bring your loved one, bring your family, bring your kids. Like, just, just, just whatever. Like, that's it. Like, yeah, it is just like family friendly, good, clean fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that many good traders there as well, mm. food and drink. You don't really have to wait too long because this is no. a beef i have with a lot of stuff yeah when there's only a few things often the queue can be ages yeah the, tr- the trouble is that like, much. yeah what the thing is 
it's such a fine line because as an event organizer, you have to please the people who book on to your events because you want them to want to come back and you want them to do well because they're taking the time out their business and they're buying stock and this and that. So you, you want them to do well, but then you also have to think about the event as a whole and the brand as a whole. And you want the audience to have the best time because they're the ones who are buying tickets and they're the ones who are, without them, the event wouldn't happen because the ticket price covers the cost of building the event and things and uh, and hiring staff to, to run stuff and building stages and things like that. So like, you need to make it as awesome as possible for the audience. So you kind of have to make sure there's an, there are enough options there so, to minimize queues because yeah, I, I really hate seeing the queues because I kind of, I don't want people to have that as like their main experience of going to the event. So I try and book as many traders as possible to mitigate that. But also it's like traverse that fine line where you have to make sure that it's viable for them and they they do well from the events so that they want to come back and it rewards them for booking onto the event, but also making sure that the customer and the attendees are rewarded and, you know, they have the best time possible. So I think I've, I've nailed that as much as you can do. Like there are, there are always queues, of course, especially when you're making stuff fresh to order and things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, if you go to a lot of different street food events or events across the midlands of country yeah they're much bigger queues and more shambolic affairs not to kind of bad mouth anyone <laughs> apologies anyone the queue kind of gives you a chance to chat to the uh, people making the food i like that exactly no, i yeah. just mean the barkey more than anything else yeah i knew you meant the barkey that's good you've got wine you've got the cocktails that yeah filters out a lot of it straight away yeah we try and get as many like bars as possible to mitigate queues because because mm. you know everyone's everyone's mega thirsty so like you know we want to make we want to split the queues and we have them in different areas and things like that because that's another thing as well just it's kind of hard to like dictate where queues go and like customer yeah. psychology and things but you <laughs> we try to like split bars between the three different areas to kind of make sure that there is an effective flow across the whole event and things like that and there're not too many queues across like certain like through fairs and stuff like that so and that's yeah that is why we have like such a large kind of food and drink offering to kind of not only give you options but yeah to kind of mitigate just having to wait absolutely ages in queues and stuff i said the lineup's crazy like i could literally just put all the names on a dartboard mm. throw the darts on what i want to eat and i'd guarantee i'd find they'd be all good options yeah it's, it's the best it's the best uh one we've had and yeah, it's just really great. It's just kind of really lovely to get them all together. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat so much. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> something you need to carry on doing every year, or yeah, I maybe. mean, I <laughs> ask you after. Yeah, definitely <laughs> ask me after. Like, I would like to. I like. I don't know whether doing them every other year might be more sustainable for for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but the thing is, that they're popular, and like I I get asked all the time, like the independents, like well before we're anywhere close to like announcing the like in a festival like can we can we join you you bear me on <laughs> like and things like that so like they are popular and as long as they keep being popular like you know i wanted to deliver them because they're great for the brand as well it's a great showcase of independent birmingham and uh and things like that so i like that from that perspective so as long as people keep turning up then um yeah i'm, I'm gonna try and it definitely feels like a them. who's who of birmingham when you're there when you look at the liner yeah it is uh decent lineup like i've i've really tried to kind of just get as many of like the kind of very best and like just just places as well that don't 
usually do street food but also like just offering a broad really broad range of cuisines and things that was kind of important to me like obviously it's such like a kind of diverse and multicultural city so I wanted the kind of food offering to reflect that so we kind of you know you can you can eat around the world without without leaving the event so uh so yeah so it should be really good and if you're listening after the event I hope you had a really nice time usually finish with Carl just kind of few little questions nice way to finish the podcast super easy nice yeah (laughs) some people really really struggle with these what's your favorite tv show i mean brooklyn 99 is pretty up there that comes up a lot rewatching how i met your mother it depends what you like tv series like true detective season one is yeah the greatest of all time but they wrecked it with two and three Um, i never even i had the reviews and didn't even watch two and three Stranger Things is what was two was two um Colin um Farrell yeah and Vince Vaughn and stuff yeah yeah, it just wasn't quite like that but it wasn't as good as the first the The first first, the first time you see that um the uh, the dude with the mask and that and you're like what the fuck is that yeah like yeah the first season of True Detectives epic but so that's like the longer series and then the shorter one like yeah Brooklyn Nine Nine and How I Met Your Mother are always fun fun watchers yeah yeah Uh, which favorite movie. I have a favorite film. I mean, I love Batman. Like, I mean, I just, but I like, I like the new one with Battinson. And I mean, everyone like kind of says the Dark Knight's the best one, but oh, you see, I, I'm on with you. I don't think it's the best one. Yeah, I think people think that because Heath Ledger gave such an outstanding performance. But I actually preferred Batman Begins to the Dark Knight. So you know, just roast me online and troll me or whatever but yeah i like uh yeah the batman i thought it was great our cinematography is incredible oh, it's like it's, movie, it's just yeah. such an amazing film heat's great um there's loads like i just got like 600 dvds at home like i just always about it I, we're re-watching all the avengers films and stuff they're cool but yeah i'll go the prestige great film i haven't I love, seen that one yet it's on the list you've seen it haven't you no Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I love the Prestige. That's a great film. We'll we'll go with one of one of those <laughs> options. Yeah. Uh, favorite band? Uh, it fluctuates. I love Alice in Chains. Uh, love Killswitch Engage. Um, but I love Spencer Burton and I love City in Color. You can't go wrong with Metallica and Nirvana. But I just like I've got like a really broad spectrum of bands that I like. Like half the time I listen to. Some metal and then you know i love some taylor swift and, and stuff he doesn't so. love taylor swift if oh, you don't know, yeah. taylor swift there's definitely something wrong yeah with like she's incredible mega talented but allison chains uh are up there they're they're pretty epic lincoln oh. park hybrid theory but well both this is for both of them i'm always fascinated by people whose favorite band they can't make any new music yeah <laughs> so you, they're, you're still your favorite band based on all of their old stuff yeah, yeah well that's it like yeah like nirvana and like uh smashing pumpkins they, they were great I, mean, I don't know whether they're making new stuff now but like the era that i like is just yeah, like it's, yeah just kind of it's that's like, gone been and gone <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and things um sometimes you just gotta listen to some kill switch engage or something but lincoln park hybrid theory uh was awesome i saw them somewhat download uh 
years ago and they played it first track to, yeah, to last track and that you're was probably in the same field yeah, we as were, us we were there <laughs> yeah that was insane i got uh, people were just crushing me it's like someone's coming at me looking like they were going to be sick on me and i was like ah, i'm trying to like get away from them but that was definitely us yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah just That's all that good. kind of stuff was yeah. that the year was that the festivals are a bit of a mush <laughs> for me yeah was I'm... it um with corn playing and jonathan davis was sick was that that year? Or was it Metallica were playing? Metallica. And Lars. Lars was ill, wasn't he? So Lars was ill. So Joey played. Yeah. And from Slayer. Stood in as All well. of the downloads have just merged. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember. It was 2014, 16. Not that. Or, or like, who, who, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Who's going to remember? They've just merged. Downloads have merged. Yeah, it was a while ago. Maybe but... that didn't even happen. Maybe I'm just imagining it. <laughs> Yeah. Phoebe Bridges also, yeah, she's she's great. Uh, so yeah, just just lots of stuff, and it's like I keep like kind of going back or like I look on my old school like real piece of shit iPods and like one of the really old crap ones and be like, oh cool music I haven't listened to in like ten years, and I'm like, yeah, I'm still into this. Like, yeah, it doesn't die, does it? Doesn't, yeah. <laughs> this might be a controversy. You don't have to answer it. What's your favorite big fast food chain? I don't eat like big fast food stuff to be honest like i don't go through any of them I, it sounds like it genuinely sounds made <laughs> up mr independent it of genuinely course sounds made up. That's what's a genuine like, i don't really think i've been to a chain in in like yeah like nine years i basically think like as soon as i started i was like yeah fuck that i'm just i wow. looked back like i don't yeah i don't do mcdonald's or like or any of that tr- i'm just like if i'm gonna get like fried chicken i'm going to bonehead yeah you know like just yeah no i don't i don't I don't do that. I like to cook at home quite a lot. So like, oh, that's good. What do you like to cook? What's your signature dish? All kinds of shit. I, I've got a few. Um, I do uh, brisket and ox cheek uh, grilled cheese tacos. Oh, and, man. You know, make my own tortillas and, and stuff like that. Barbecue trust with porks. Epic. Um, also, uh, steak stuff. I like do kind of like steak and the barbecue and then do like uh, you do some really nice like rosemary and time and gruyere dauphinois potatoes and do like charred hispy cabbage and and chimichurri and stuff and mcmuffins man make my own mcmuffins yeah. don't need to go to mcdonald's because <laughs> make my own little sausage patties <laughs> <laughs> are you not tempted to set yourself up a stall at the festival uh i just I'm, I'm just not built that way like full respect to the street food crew like they are just insane grafters like it is hard work like the 18 hour days and stuff like is relentless so no like i like cooking for the people i love uh and i like cooking as a bit of a hobby and to feed myself but uh i don't think i'd enjoy having like a street food business <laughs> or or a restaurant because like people think oh yeah like oh i'll do this but like there's just so much behind doing it that's not just like cooking food and stuff that's like the business element and i like having i like going out and you know trying awesome food and drink from from other people so also when was he supposed to do this in all of his spare time yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no time for the side hustle um but no like uh, just yeah no i i i like i like supporting everyone else so Last question. Outside of Birmingham, obviously, what's your favourite food destination in the world? That's a tough one. Like, Florence is great. Food's really, really good. Jamaica's just like, Jamaica's like awesome. Well, we had a really nice night in Paris where we went 
for drinks at Little Red Dawn and tacos at Candelaria and that was that was one of my my favourite evenings. But yeah, I don't know, like Florence maybe. Yeah. It's a good answer. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it is really awesome. Like, I mean, pizza, pasta, steaks, like just Grom gelato is is the one. You could eat that every day. It looks obscene on your thing. It looks like a turd, but it <laughs> tastes. <laughs> it's literally like the poo emoji, but it tastes incredible. Like, yeah, just has quite a few there. So, so yeah, that's it. I I, just, I I love Italian food. So, final answer. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> nice. I think that's everything. Awesome. That's us. Thank you awesome. very much. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for having thanks for having me on. Been massive fans of like everything you've done from the, oh, the beginning, you. man. Yeah, that's really nice to you say. Should be really thank proud you. of everything you do. Thanks. I don't really kind of. It's only when I come on this that I kind of have to think about what's happened over the last mm. nine years. I don't tend to kind of think about that because I'm just kind of day-to-day thinking about you're too busy yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you are too busy thinking about what, what's going to happen next and trying to plan for for the future and stuff but yeah thanks uh, yeah it's been really lovely Good being on and chatting with you thanks cheers Jeff. Cheers.